Car, she's in Vancouver. It is Tuesday, November the eighth, uh, one thirty in the afternoon, and I am parked in the sunshine at uh, Bluffers Park. But I'm in the car. It's a little chilly out. I, I mean, I'll go for a walk later. Although, eh, damn it, I didn't bring my walking poles. They're in my Toyota, so uh, maybe it won't take much of a walk today. It's much slower poking along with a cane. When you got the two poles, you can get a bit of a stride going. And uh, that's what I need. Today I've just got a cane, and that's kind of, you know, yeah, walking like an old man. But I'm looking out at my tree, uh, and, yeah, I want to be out there. It's sunny but cold. Right by the water here in Bluffers Park, where I so often record from. It is my place. I still think that I want a bench with my name on it. And um, not a link, but, you know, inscribed, you know, Ken Scarborough Dude Bowl. Scarborough Dude in brackets or something, or quotes. Uh, so that people could click back, click, find that. Oh, I'll Google that. And uh, find a podcast, any number of the podcasts, and chances are pretty good that uh, they'll find me in Bluffers Park, where they are, because that's where they'll see the bench with my name on it. Anyway, we can deal with that later on. I'm not ready to die just yet. God, I was going to do a segue to my friend Bob. I've been um, exchanging uh, messages with his daughter, who I don't know very well. I think I only met once or twice, maybe. Uh, but we've developed a really nice little rapport. She listened to the last podcast I did where I talked about him, and today we just shared a few more messages. Um, I was able to pin one down to even a year because uh, Bob had bought the record Sukiyaki. Uh, if you're, if you know about Japan, you know that song and it's absolutely beautiful song. But when it was, became a hit in America, it it hit the top of the charts, like 1965. It was played everywhere. It was like a novelty because it was in Japanese. It wasn't called Tsukiyaki. Um, in fact, I've probably talked about it before and played it on a past episode. I could even track that down, um, but uh, Bob had the 45, and we all got sick of hearing it. And I think Bob decided he was going to destroy it so it couldn't play anymore. I don't know why, but we found that quite funny. And I think he had a knife or something to carve carve at the grooves uh, till it was unplayable. It, it was something ridiculous, but it just it came to mind when I was exchanging emails with uh, his daughter this morning. And... Uh, yeah, I'm sort of seeing Bob smile and realized, wow, 1965, okay. So I was 15, he was maybe 16 around that time. And uh, that, I don't have many memories of my teenage years. I can remember as far back as university. I can I can picture those times, who I was hanging out with, what I was doing, the hash that I smoked, uh, the books I was reading. I can really pull together 
but a lot more difficult with high school. And I don't think it's just because it's faded more into the past or it's further further back in time, but just that, I don't know, hard, hard to say why. But anyway, speaking of the past, I'm holding in my hand a letter written in pen uh, that's actually legible. Uh, well, to anybody who can read, what do you all cursive? Uh, dated December 9th, 1980, and this would have been from Nigeria. And I was writing to my nephew, my eldest nephew, my sister's eldest son. And it's a four-page letter, and I'm going to read some of it, not all of it, so hang on. I was only would have only been in the country, in Nigeria, for about three months at this time. And uh, I'm just going to share a little bit. So that's what you're going to hear next. If you're not interested, fast forward, you know, whatever. Sitting, listening to the shortwave, right now, a French-African station. They play lots of good rock and roll, and it's a good change from my tapes. Interjecting here, we just, we stocked up on cassette tapes to bring with us to survive books and tapes we we needed back to the letter sorry haven't bought any african music but i will soon as i like it the traditional music is strange interesting but i wouldn't want to hear it all the time lots of reggae with the younger groups music and reading means a lot here as there's nothing else to do in the evenings that's before i develop my drinking habit i think Uzaraway is quiet at night, but I'm enjoying the tranquility. I've just begun a science fiction book by Frank Herbert Dune, his latest called The Jesus Incident. Glad to hear you're reading Tolkien. Good stuff. Uh, Exams begin at school tomorrow, and I'll have to begin marking my English papers, because secondary school graduation means so much here. There's sometimes a problem with cheating, so they take a lot of precautions. Students don't have it easy here, especially now with a water shortage. No water coming through the taps, so students have to take taxis to Auchi, next town, big town, or trek to a stream with pails and jerry cans, which they carry back on their heads. Uh, last night, a car driving seven girls went out of control and rolled over. They were shook up, but no serious injuries. Traffic incidents, accidents, a big problem here. Standard equipment for boarders at the school is a pail, a cutlass, machete, a mattress, a kerosene lamp, and a broom. Different from Canada, for sure. Um, I'm enjoying the students more now that I know them better, but still have hassles, as any teacher does. Okay, page two. You still with me? As you can imagine, this is dated December 9th, 1980, I said. As you can imagine, I was very upset to hear about John Lennon being killed. Horrible and so pointless. That would have been the night before. I don't understand it, and I'm very saddened. The Beatles meant a lot to so many people, and they seemed a big part of my life and growing up. Tuned to Radio Netherlands, Holland, now for a good music show and lots of silly jokes. Taping Jim Reeve singing Snowflake. May want to hear it someday soon as I won't see it. 
Some station played Jim Reeves singing Blue Canadian Rockies a few weeks ago. Can't imagine a life without music and books. Grateful to have NEPA, that's power, so I can read and listen as it goes off from time to time. Next day, busy marking English papers. I realize English is a difficult language to learn, but it's also difficult to teach when you get sentences like, I am hearing a smell from the toilet, or I have a smell child. Hmm. Speaking of smells, I arrived home yesterday and noticed, impossible not to notice, a foul smell from my desk. I pulled out all the drawers and found a dead mouse hidden inside, being eaten by ants. Believe me, that's gross. Another bad smell in my pantry, some potatoes that had produced a horrible stench of a liquid could hardly carry the bag out of the house. And, of course, every day involves wars with ants and cockroaches, and I see some pretty strange and sometimes unpleasant sights when I eat or go to market. But that's part of life here, and one gets used to it. It's also balanced out by all the good things, like most of the friendly people and new sights and experiences. Back to my homework. Uh, A special supper tonight, rice, which I had to sort by hand to pick out stones and poor grains and canned mackerel. Hard to believe that's a treat, huh? Today I didn't go for my usual yam, egusi soup, and bush meat. Oh, I'm telling you, I was so lucky with that. That food was so good, the bush meat in particular, in particular the antelope and grass cutter. All right, back to the letter, sorry, which I'm sure you'd enjoy. A little gross to see a head with sharp teeth staring at you from a plate. Needless to say, I didn't choose that piece. Don't want to spoil your appetites, so I'll change the subject. Went to Ouchie today and bought a jar of honey, a package of sugar, and a bar of soap for 4 naira 15 kobo, uh, or well over $8 Canadian. That ain't cheap. Ah, uh, nothing like fresh pineapple. Next evening, a good day today, marked some papers, and this morning, and then went into school to invigilate two exams and came home with a good friend, a fellow teacher with whom I get along very well. A good chat with him, then off for some antelope, very tasty, and came home and met another good friend who I hadn't seen for a week, so we had a good talk. I showed him the picture Grandpa sent me and had fun describing snowball fights, with both of us laughing. There was a great photo showing Uncle Dick's Chevelle, almost buried in snow, and that set the scene. It's hard to believe for someone who's never seen it. Last page, page four. Then just after Francis left, Michael came by, my third and other very good friend. He's a farmer and a truck driver, and a very special person, different from the others as he didn't finish primary school. Claims it was because he refused to pick fruit for the headmaster. (laughs) He's now driving a taxi, and I enjoy his company. 
Michael was my bodyguard. Michael was the guy who spread the word around the village that nobody could talk to me unless they went through him first, which we cleared up, um, and would like to walk down the main street of the village holding my hand to show that we were friends. And I, and I liked him. He was, it just, it was a good relationship. I've posted pictures of Michael. He was a character. He was the one, if he got hold of some money by whatever means, Everybody celebrated. There was food and drink for all. And um, claimed to have four wives in different villages and took me to meet each one of them. Uh, a character and, and a traditional person, not one of the ones who had been to university and were just, you know, wearing their nice blue jeans and dreaming of owning their next or new Peugeot 504 and uh, adopting the Western life. Michael was true Nigerian. And uh, he he was a very special part of my experience there throughout the entire time. So a good day uh, to see good friends whom I never imagined I would have met. Now listening to a tape I made in Valleyfield, so I think it's a good time to finish this letter. Hope 1981 is a good year for you. Da, 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 da. Uh, I'm expecting two good Canadian Cuso friends on the 19th of December who will spend Christmas with me. Uh, And that became quite an infamous time. Uh, So we should have lots of fun. And then we head for a big Cuso gathering in Calabar, Cross River State, for New Year's. And boy, what a blast we had. And then, of course, that would come up in other letters. So take care. All right. Love, Uncle Ken. So there you go. That filled up some time. But uh, it was wonderful. You know, there was no envelope to that. It was just a couple of yellow pieces of paper that my sister had found amongst another pile of papers, mostly which talk about me trying to get married to Nelko and all the things we had to do. And, and it was very touching. Very, I mean, I don't know. Touching's not the right word. Such an important, hugely important part of my life, like a, a complete turning point. And yet, what to do with them? I, you know, certainly my number two son has no interest at all. I don't want to read your old letters. And number one son, I don't know. But I, I don't know. Anyway, let's leave that. I did make a couple of notes of things that I might want to talk about to get this thing rolling. Uh, my cousin is visiting possibly tomorrow, so that's going to throw off my schedule. Or who cares? Uh, today is voting day in America, and it's, it scares me. I, I'm worried. I'm not going to talk about it because, you know, we can share the results later on in this podcast, but it was the day to, for people to get out and vote, and, and it looks like the uh, Republicans will... Grab onto power and maybe never give it up again, but let's just leave that. Um, I seldom listen back to these podcasts, and when I do, I kind of like them. I think they're okay, but that connects to my next uh, point here in the notes. G for good or good enough, and never more than good enough, and I've talked many times about being branded with the letter G when I was in grade five. You know, Ken, you, you, you know, you, my report marks were good. I could have been very good if I tried harder and studied a little more and did my homework. 
meaning you'll never be excellent. Those are the bright kids. And this this was the the being branded with those letters E, the top of the class, the brains of smart ones, and then VG. Oh, well, that's good, very good. Yeah, good. You tried, and good. Well, basically, good means not good enough or just good enough. But uh, you certainly could do better. Uh, F was not failure. F was fair. Fair, and that's a big warning. That's pointing the finger at you. And U was just outright failure. Unsatisfactory. Unsatisfactory. If you ever, I never got a U, but I knew the guys who did, and they were the guys who might might beat you up. <laughs> they had it tough. I mean, that boy, talking about being branded, here's me, you know, I'm getting away with my G. But the thing is, it has stuck with me all my life, and I realize that is who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm not stupid. I can think for myself. I've handled my life. I've lived my life well. You know, I've got by. I've survived. I've got the skills I needed. You know, I'm not. I'm not. That's not bragging. That's just saying okay. But I'll never be more. I will never be great. And now, fortunately for me, I don't have that need. I don't need to be great. I am, you know, I I did put out those two books of letters I'd written. And that says something about me that I save letters. I wrote letters. I've tried all my life to share with people, to connect with people. That's part of who I am. Um, And it's, it's, that's okay. So I'm okay. In fact, I'm I'm lucky because just being average and not having higher expectations for yourself or, or needs to fulfill. Because I know people who need to excel at everything. And they're under a lot of stress and strain and severe disappointment. My God, if they don't get E or, you know, A plus on a, on a university paper or something... Well, I, I could do that. I could, I could play the university game. I told, I've told you, I've bragged. I've got just you know nothing but A's on the you know once I left, once I hit the higher levels, and and all my post grad stuff was A's. So I, I've got the brain. I don't have the drive or the incentive. What am I saying here? I guess I'm trying to say that the Dixon Janes podcast will always be just the Dixon Janes podcast. It is what it is. That's what it comes down to. It is what it is. This is it. This is a guy sitting in his car looking out at this beautiful scene, happy to be alive, content with his fucking life, and feeling good. G is for good. Things are good. (laughs) So I'm going to leave that with you there. God, we've gone on enough. We've made our usual 20-minute clip. That's usually my allowance. Don't try not to go beyond that. I am going to take a little walk to my favorite bench when I finish my $1.05 Tim Hortons coffee. I went for a medium this time. I didn't need a large. Um, it is not bad. So Scarborough Dude signing off from Bluffers Park. Oh, my God. You know these skin-tight leotards that... Women wear, and you think, aren't those, isn't there supposed to be something over those? No, no, I just want you to look at my ass. Sorry. Oh, okay, final point, final point. Shopping yesterday, grocery shopping, I have this thing. That was an example of it. That I play tapes in my, I don't play tapes. I have conversations, imaginary conversations in my mind 
when I see people. And it always centers on the things you can't say, the wrong thing, the thing that would be horrific, awful, terrible, so antisocial, so wrong if you said out loud for real. But they play in my mind, and there's always that, oh, yeah, woo, glad that I didn't say that out loud. For example, lady staring at a, a package of tissue paper. She's holding them in her hand. You know, maybe it's 12 rolls, a jumbo pack or something. And she's staring intently. And I walk past her, and my voice, or the inner voice, has a conversation. I walk up to her and I say, you need, you need a little help with that. You seem to be having a little trouble. You've been staring at that fucking package of stupid goddamn toilet paper for five minutes. What the fuck? What, what don't you understand? It's toilet paper, okay? And I don't say that, but I think that. And I go past somebody else. Jesus Christ, could you move that fucking fat ass any slower? Jesus Christ. In all the wrong things... They play, they play like loops. And every time I'm thinking, oh my God, Ken, 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 don't ever let this get out of hand. Don't ever lose the sensor that stops me from engaging out loud. Now, the real Ken, I always have a nice exchange of the cashier. I smile at people. The, 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 well, maybe it's the fake Ken. The fake Ken is really nice and would never do anything like that. And is always making a real effort, in a good way, an effortless way, to have nice exchanges with people and say nice things and make people feel good. Now, which is the real Ken? You decide. Here she comes again. Oh, my God. All right. So, anyway, enough of that. But, hey, I'm a male. I'm a pig. Sorry. Can't help that. Jesus. Oh, God. Top heavy, too. Jesus. Sorry. All right. Signing off. (laughs) Bye for now.
It is, uh, for me, Saturday, November 12th. Um, of course, yesterday, Remembrance Day. Thought about people. I did go into a bar and uh, met up with uh, John Meadows and Brian Doherty. Brian is off um, tomorrow for a month or so traveling New Zealand and Australia. How wonderful. This is the man who worked very hard Many years, teacher, principal, up north, Baffin Island, Nunavut. And um, so has a pretty healthy pension coming in. He worked much harder than I ever did. And, um, you know, the kids are grown up. One son is a doctor, and they're all looking after themselves. His wife separated, remarried, chose a, um, a, a partner of the same sex. I don't know how to put it. Uh, this way, I don't know any of the intimacies, but uh, anyway, uh, decided she that would be her preference. I've told you this before. A happy story, a happy ending. She's in uh, Nova Scotia. Anyway, um, Brian, his uh, girlfriend who he got on to an airplane last night, is flying off to Chile for six weeks. So Brian said, I'm going to go to Australia and New Zealand and uh, have some fun. So it's wonderful to meet another a person 75 years old, uh, still with the travel bug and uh, and a free life, you know. Sold their house, lives and he rents an apartment, a basement in a house. Happy, happy-go-lucky in a lot of ways. Um, so that's where I was yesterday for Remembrance Day and, and giving thanks to, my God, people. I, I guess what I've talked about a lot on this podcast is how grateful I am for all the the blessings, the freedom, and so on. And that was fought for. That was, people died for that cause. Because believe me, if Hitler had won, life would be very, very different for a lot of people. It would have been very hard to topple that uh, that uh, establishment uh, had it not been for the, uh, the war. And ditto goes for uh, beating Japan into submission. Uh, took atomic weapons in that case, but, uh, you know, anyway, it's a, a world that we here in Canada, um, enjoy. Uh, anyway, I'll just don't want to get into it for, for, for much because you've all already heard too much about it, but, uh, the election results were not nearly as bad as feared. 
In fact, they were better than. And uh, it's kind of good news that it's, it's Trump ends up sort of the loser on this. A lot of the candidates he backed, supported, did not win. And uh, there's a chance that uh, the Democrats will hang on to the um, Senate. Looks that way. A couple of close battles. Things yet to watch. It's interesting to, to uh, you know, follow what's happening and uh, how close it is. But uh, I would say democracy prevailed. And, um, you know, who knows what will happen in uh, 2024. But for now, uh, I think we can breathe a little easier than uh, many of us were before the election. So let's park that. You just heard Sukiyaki. And I play that in honor of my friend Bob who, uh, as I mentioned, is now uh, resting comfortably in a hospice. I think it's in Kingston. It's not far from Trenton. And uh, where his wife lives. Uh, And, of course, stays with him, visits him every day. And uh, he's being very well looked after there, understaffed. But it's a beautiful place. And she is very, very pleased with the treatment both she and Bob are receiving uh, while he's in their care. And, of course, is on automated medicated drips so there's no pain and uh, he can rest comfortably so uh, you know when your time is is due that's certainly a much better way to go than uh, well <laughs> than so many other ways so uh, I played I played sukiyaki just in memory of Bob and uh, the memories it brought back for me I do want to say something about it the real name, and of course I heard this song in Japan when I was there, in Japanese. Uh, well, it's sung, the hit was in Japanese. It didn't translate into English. They only changed the title because nobody could understand. Um, the title, I think, um, or the first line anyway, is Ue o muite akuro, uh, aruko. And it's just, um, it translates, I, I, I copied uh, the translations, I look up as I walk so that the tears won't fall, remembering those spring days, and tonight I am all alone. Very sad song. I look up as I walk, counting the stars with tearful eyes, remembering those summer days, and tonight I am all alone. Happiness lies beyond the clouds, happiness lies above the sky. I look up as I walk, so that the tears won't fall, but the tears well up as I walk, for tonight I am all alone. So, (laughs) uh, it was a novelty song, because nobody knew, and it was just funny that somehow it just took off and and became number, I'm sure it was number one. Uh, And I wonder how many of my listeners even know that song. I imagine, maybe, perhaps everybody. Uh, it was sung originally by Q Sakamoto, and I mentioned very sadly that um, he died in a plane crash um, in, uh, in 1985 when he was only about 40 or so. He was loved by the people of Japan. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I am behind in uh, time-wise for podcasts, and I think that's absolutely wonderful. And it's just been that I was busy. Yesterday I mentioned I was at the only cafe. Uh, quite interesting that the bartender, as we checked out, John and I paid our bills after only two beer, leaving, you know, just after five o'clock. And uh, the bartender, Max, of course, he knows us, says, well, you guys usually stay longer uh, when Lisa's here. 
And of course, Lisa was not with us, and uh, we all thought that was kind of funny that he he knew us well enough to know. Uh, so I let Lisa know, and of course, she kind of laughed and said, "I could take that as an insult. It implies that she drinks a lot too." But uh, anyway, it's uh, we will see Lisa next Friday at the Only Cafe. Uh, just great to be back there. But the day before, uh, my cousin Dave was in town. I mentioned he was coming. And uh, we spent the, what would it be, today's Saturday, Thursday, we spent the Thursday downtown Toronto. He wanted to visit, his plan was, let's visit some of the old dumpy bars that we used to go to, or he used to go to when he lived in Toronto. And of course, so many of them are closed, it's all changed. Uh, Dave was here, he was a University of Toronto student in the uh, 60s, I think starting from about 65. Uh, he worked for IBM in the uh, early 70s, so he's got Toronto roots, and uh, but now, of course, is living in, uh, retired basically out in farmland, uh, just outside Russell. Uh, so this was a, a big deal to uh, to come up and let's do a, let's do a downtown tour. And he left it in my hands, and I said, "There's only one way to do it, and that is to get on the TTC, Toronto Transit Commission." Uh, grab a bus to um, um, Jeopardy, Kingston Road, Kennedy, Kennedy, thank you, Kennedy Station, get on the subway, jump off at Main and get on the streetcar and then take a nice streetcar ride. So I had a plan mapped up and when we hopped on the streetcar, it kept saying off route, the signage. These are the modern streetcars, articulated, couple of coaches, you know, beautiful, comfortable, big windows to look out of. Just a great way to uh, tour Toronto. Anyway, it just kept saying off route, and I couldn't figure it out. And finally, okay, and we had all the pieces got added together. They're tearing up the tracks or replacing tracks all over College, Dundas, anywhere where there's work to be done to. Uh, to put them back in place, you know, whatever needs doing, upgrading, whatever, uh, the streetcar tracks. So it was not able to follow its normal route. It kept detouring. So the sign would be regular, and then suddenly it was off route, showing you, oh, we're turning here, and we're going to be a different place. So we never did go down the whole length of college as I had planned, uh, aiming for the Cloak and Dagger Bar, which um, I discovered after a talk some time ago. And uh, knowing the cloak and dagger didn't open till three last time, I was I was, I was I was hedging bets. Anyway, we I will I will not drag it out. I, I have you know I already have too much. But we had the most glorious, wonderful day of everything working just right. Even all the mistakes, the off route, not going along Dundas instead of College. Um, we got off the streetcar. I saw a little turn signal. I thought, ooh, 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 it's going up uh, Bathurst. Let's jump back on. And we jumped back on. Of course, it wasn't going up Bathurst. I was wrong. So we rode another stop or so before uh, getting off, detouring us once again. So it was a series of detours of being off route. Uh, that'll be the name of this podcast episode, Off Route. Uh, we finally did walk our way, and I'm very pleased to say I'd added up all the details today, where we went to, because I remember distinctly where we had each beer, uh, four different places, and mapped out the route, and it came to almost five kilometers. And Dave, Cousin Dave, was surprised that I could walk that much. He thought we'd be getting back on 
TTC on and off for me to get to the next place. And I walked without complaint, without any pain at all, the entire day. It was always lovely. I mean, I took bench seats when I could, when I felt, okay, just going to sit for a few minutes now and uh, recharge the batteries. But I was I was in great shape. Uh, surprised the hell out of me. So anyway, that, that was a delight in itself. And we ended up, our first stop after the uh, finding that, yes, indeed, the cloak and dagger was closed, was the next place only 300 meters away, the Kensington Brewing Company. And boy, oh boy, did we have good beer there. And what was perfect, Dave said, you know what would really be nice if we could sit outside in the sun because it was a perfect sunny day. And what do you know? Kensington Brewery had a little table, a little guest area out in the sun right on Augusta Avenue in Kensington Market. So it was perfect. And by then, of course, we had each chomped into our uh, our own uh, gummies. So there was a bit of giggling and laughter and joy being felt at the Kensington Market. And, and boy, oh boy. And the thing is, although I had a route planned out, I didn't have a... Well, I had one stop I wanted to end up, and that was Cameron House down on uh, Queen and Spadina. That, I was aiming for Cameron House. And that was it. And the rest was, well, you know, we'll find places. So, you know, first one was closed. Well, here's a bonus, a brew pub. And then I knew of another place, couldn't remember the name, knew of another place and found The Last Temptation. Yeah, this is a place I knew about on uh, Kensington Avenue in Kensington Market for a very good meal of Shanghai noodles and excellent draft beer. Boy, oh boy, round two. This is great. Let's go on. Cameron House next. Empty, so let's motor on across town, the length of Queen, all the way to the Rex Hotel. The Rex Hotel, where I used to hang out with Linda and Jeff for um, jazz band coming up. Nope. Told the guy at the door, I'm not paying a cover. Just want to have a beer at the bar. All right. As long as you leave before the band. Yep. Don't worry. Beer there. Then march back to the Cameron House for... uh, our uh, night of um, music, Cameron House, a little music bar. Cute, wonderful little place. If you don't know it, well, too bad. Uh, it's right up there, you know, in the same class as the only. It's it's a different. I mean, it's, you're going there for the music and their Cameron House ale and so on. Uh, but very intimate, very cozy, very friendly, and always Good music, fun music. So that was the that was the day with David. All right, by God. But this is all leading up to one extra piece. You still with me? Same day after the Kensington Brewery, and by now I'm 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 cooking. I'm doing nice. That 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 gummy has kicked in. We've had a beer and and samples, and okay, we're this this is fine. Everything's fine. I pass by a store I'm looking for. I knew it from the last time. And I believe the last time I was in that shop, I talked about it on a podcast. I, I don't know for sure, but I was also high. Uh, and I walked in, and it's a a shop. It's a store, and they sell handmade crafts. And you walk in, and they had very, very interesting, very spacey music, it's sort of spacey, eastern, religious, 
Yeah, kind of. This is cool. The kind of stuff you'd hear with incense burning. There was an amazing aroma coming from the place, and on the walls, beautiful, one of a kind artwork, like decorations, like painted dishes and glasses. They they were gorgeous. I wanted to buy them, but I know I can 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 can. That's your wife's money. You really you don't need a plate with the face of a Buddha on it. But boy, would that ever look nice. Ooh, yeah. Maybe as a gift for someone. Anyway, I walk in. The last time I had had a, a very powerful experience, <laughs> powerful in relative terms, powerful for me, I just felt so high. I was near tears for joy, okay? That was the first time I went in there. I was, I was almost crying for the joy I felt. And I remember meeting the person who does some of the work and hugging that person before I left. That was the first visit. Same thing happened yesterday, or sorry, Thursday. I walked in. I felt this overpowering sense of joy. <sighs> Fellow came out. I said, I'm just looking, just grooving. Came out again, asked me if I'd like my tarot chosen. And uh, sure. Sure. And I do have a picture of it. I don't know if I'll post it for this episode or not, or something else from our day in Kensington Market. But he read it to me. And at the end, again, I'm feeling kind of tearful, kind of full of love. I ask if I can hug him. I give him a big hug. And I leave and catch up with Dave and say, I'm not even going to tell you what happened, Dave. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And I described it to Dave. I said it was like, because Dave knew Dave also. Dave and I really connected when he moved out to Vancouver in the uh, in the 70s. And I said, it's like those early days in Vancouver when the gay scene was new and open. Like Vancouver seemed to break through before the rest of the country. And we had our good friend Glenn who took us to, you know, these clubs, the Gandhi Dancer and other places where you go, and there'd be gays and lesbians, but you could be, I would go in with my girlfriend, his sister, you know, it's a straight couple, and still, you're, you know, these places were open. They had bottle keeps. It'd be a peephole at the door if they were going to let you in. They were like private clubs, you know. People were smoking openly. They were fun. So there was that vibe, that feeling of part of the scene of being in Vancouver, leaving our traditional suburban life in Montreal, Lachine, West Island, Montreal, coming to Vancouver for a new world, new people, new way of life, new feelings, partying, drinking, smoking, having fun. Okay, okay, you know the routine. Anyway, that's where I reconnected with Dave. And I said, that was the feeling when I walked into this place, which is called Orbital Arts gallery, orbital arts gallery. You may not have the same feeling, but you probably wouldn't go in high like I was. Being high definitely was the kicker. Um, but what a wonderful experience. So now he drew that card for me and I thought, oh my God, it seemed to be a good card. And so today I went on the website because he gave me a little card so I could track them down. And I went on the website and I scrolled through. Actually, it was a Facebook page. And I scrolled all the way through until I saw the card that he drew on, I don't know what day it was, probably sometime in the summer. And I'm going to read what it says because when he read it to me, he made it sound like this was a very good thing. 
and I couldn't remember the words, but I tracked them down. Today I pulled the Four of Swords from the Unifying Consciousness Tarot. It's important to remember those words. You could Google them. Unifying Consciousness Tarot. Now, each time I've gone in, I'm, I'm not reading now, I'm telling you, they've, there's been a talk about maybe unifying consciousness, about love, about positive forces. That's what you get. When you enter this store, that's what you feel. It's a commercial store. They're selling things. I've never bought anything there. I've never seen a customer buy my... Well, I actually, I did once. Um, it's just an incredibly good feeling. Sorry, back to the card. I apologize. Today, I pull the four swords from the Unifying Consciousness Tarot. What do you, what do you see in this image? This card is an invitation to you, an invitation to bring greater peace of mind into your life. And do I need greater peace of mind? I think I do. Don't, don't, you'd, you'd agree. I, I do need that. Okay. To ask your thoughts to support you rather than disrupt you. Ask your thoughts to support you rather than disrupt you. Now, do my thoughts disrupt me? Is that, is that what they do? I think they do when I'm apologizing and feeling guilty and making mistakes, perhaps. Make use of any spiritual practices that help you quiet your mind. Hmm. Does this uh, podcasting help me quiet my mind? I don't know. Meditate or pray. Here we go now. Reach out to source energy, to the creator at the heart of the universe who is also within you. And remind yourself of your eternal and expansive nature. Remind yourself of your eternal and expansive nature. Nothing will fall apart if you dissolve into yourself for a while. Question, what brings you peace of mind? Now, when I went in, and both times I've told, pretty sure it was the same person, he seemed to remember me, that I just feel so absolutely wonderful. And he said, you are sending out, giving good vibes, good positive energy, I guess. He was saying, you're giving that. And what it's doing is it's bringing more positive energy back to you. Because I was saying, I raised the same question. I did with Dave. I did with everybody I talked to. Who do I give thanks to? I, I feel gratitude, but I need to direct it somewhere. And he said, just sending out that positive energy is just bringing more. And that's why you're feeling so good. So there you go, boys and girls. I'm going to end it there. I don't know if that meant anything at all to any of you. But believe me, when I moved to tears by walking into a store and insisting on hugging the guy working there, something's happening, something weird, something good, something quite wonderful. So, um, so that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's enough. It's a long clip. Uh, I got to go shopping. My wife, that was just, if you heard the uh, little tinkle, that was my wife saying thank you. Cause I'm going to pick her up at the airport at about nine thirty, ten o'clock tonight. Ooh, dear. I don't like driving in the dark, but I will. And it'll be wonderful to uh, pick her up after her spending a week with our son out on the West Coast. Scarborough Dude, signing off from the Dix and Jane's podcast. You're one and only, one of a kind. Don't take any substitutes. If you listen to somebody else 
and they call themselves, this is the Dixon Jane's podcast, and you're not hearing the voice of the Scarborough dude, they are fakers. They don't have that blue check. Trust me. Bye for now. You say you will love me if I have to go. You'll be thinking of me. Somehow I will know. Someday when I'm lonely, wishing you weren't so far away, then I will remember things we said today. You say you'll be mine, girl, till the end of time. These days, such a kind girl. Seems so hard to find Someday when we're dreaming Deep in love, not a lot to say Then we will remember Things we said today Me, I'm just the lucky kind Love to hear you say that love is love And though we may be blind Love is here to stay and that's enough to make you my girl Be the only one Love me all the time, girl We'll go on and on Someday when we're dreaming Deep in love, not a lot to say Then we will remember Things we said today Me, I'm just the lucky kind Love to hear you say that love is love And though we may be blind Love is here to stay And that's enough to make you mine, girl Be the only one Love me all the time, girl We'll go on to say that we will remember things we said today okay you might hear a little engine noise in the background I'm sitting in cell front seat and it's cold that beautiful stretch of fall weather we had is uh, is gone now. The leaves have fallen. My wife is outside right now raking them up. Boy, it's nice to have her back. Um, well, I'll just park that for now while I sit in the road trek podcasting. I've only got ten minutes, so we're going to keep this uh, fast. I want to give a few shout-outs before going any further. Uh, first of all, to... A fellow called David, or Dave, no, he does not want to be called David. Not David. Dave. Dave Olson. Uh, right now in Okayama, Japan. That's his home, settled there, married now, a little boy, cute little fellow. And, um, you know, my stories are pretty well, limited. You know, they've been good stories. I'm very 
proud, pleased with the life I've led, wouldn't have it any other way, although, you know, a few more trips I would have liked to have made when I was uh, more physically fit and freer. But, uh, you know, you don't live a life of regrets. But Dave Olson, also known as Uncle Weed, uh, has been all over the world and has had many, many adventures. So a, a very complex life. You know, you'll, you'll see a, a picture of Dave. You'll see many if you uh, follow him on uh, uh, wherever, on social media. Um, looking different in each of them, maybe a different outfit. He likes, uh, he likes, he likes hats. He likes uh, almost personas. But I think uh, we're hearing more and more and more of the uh, the real Dave. So he's sitting in a kura. That's a little uh, a storage place. I remember I was so impressed when I first visited my wife's family home and saw the kura. And oh my God, the stuff you can pack into one of these things. Sort of like a garage, except it's a storage place. And not just for food, but for uh, a lot of stuff. Anyway, he's turned his into a very wonderful nest for himself with his music and his tea and his incense and everything else and is sort of spends a lot of time there gathering together all the things he sort of created throughout his life and uh, I think at present is working on a poetry musings book tentatively titled Circumnavigation of Sorts. So this is just a, a shout-out to uh, Dave Olson, uh, wishing him all the best for continued better health uh, and um, making good progress with uh, all the other things that he's uh, he's working on. And there's a lot. Dave is an expert on the, on the beats and uh, many other things. So there's somebody to Google. If you're looking for an interesting person to tune in to, Dave Olson, O-L-S-O-N. You'll find him easily enough if you just Google that. Uh, now, shout-outs to Tom in Windsor. Um, you've heard me mention, I mean, you know about my Windsor weekends, and I go and visit Shane and Tom and uh, whoever Tom was enamored with at the time, and uh, Shane's lovely wife. Um, I just wanted to congratulate them for the stuff that they've done. Tom... Basically, he brings music to Windsor, and he supports bands, local bands, traveling bands, running a bar, which is one of the hardest businesses to be in, running a couple of them, actually, uh, and just staying on top of things. And, you know, during surviving during COVID, coming up with ideas, sort of a movable feast of music and tunes and drink and so on, uh, being creative... And just being excellent at the game. And it is a game you've got to play, and you've got to play well. And Tom, my goodness, and his Fog Lounge uh, never fails to impress me. So, Tom, shout out to you uh, for all you're doing. That is Fog Tom, if you want to look him up. P-H-O-G-T-O-M. Shane, who is sort of, uh, you know, a graphic designer. He's done great stuff. I have several of his T-shirts, but moved far beyond that. Uh, into real estate, but basically on a board of directors there was for Ford City. Ford City is where, you know, part of Windsor. Windsor is a wonderful city to visit for the architecture, the the housing, the flavor, you know. It, it's just a great, 
there's just so much to see and kind of enjoy just driving around, looking at the different places in, in where the rich lived or where the poor lived. Uh, but he has taken a real interest in helping develop Ford City, an area that was, you know, populated clearly by Ford employees. And, of course, Windsor's economy went down the tubes with the uh, ending of uh, the motor business and so on. But, you know, he bought a bit of a building that's converted into offices. Down below is that wonderful uh, Spanish tapas restaurant and involved in many other things. So these are people who are giving back to their community. Both Tom and Shane are making Windsor a better city for their efforts. So it goes beyond, oh, he's my friend, or I like Tom because he's funny, or whatever, great guys to drink with. No, no, it goes way beyond that. They're actually contributors to making the world a better place, and Windsor in particular. So there you go. Uh, And a final shout-out. Kenneth, still alive, no longer walking, no longer bicycling, no long. Well, he is bicycling. Yeah, he's back to that, I guess you'd say. Uh, no longer washing dishes, on to something else. This is my friend Kenneth Pereiro. Um, he did, he's been in podcasting for a long time. So he's doing these solo things. He's an interesting guy, you know, on the spectrum somewhere. Uh, and I don't think he'd mind me saying that because it doesn't say anything at all. Just he's a unique individual, and that's who I seek out. Uh, everybody I've mentioned so far in this list, I like them because they're all one of a kind. And uh, so I just listened to one a podcast he had recorded in Japan. He was in Japan for a while, and uh, it was interesting. It was fun. So uh, Kenneth, shout out to you and your Molt podcast from the past. And uh, for just um, keeping on, keeping on. And I know there's a lot more to come from you. You're the youngest of the names I've mentioned. So there you go. So that's about it. I think, I don't know if I mentioned how much I enjoyed the uh, TV series The Sinner. Uh, so I don't want to repeat that. But if you're looking for something on uh, on Nets, Netscape, Netflix, uh, The Sinner. Finally, I watched in Bruges. Everybody was talking about that, and I realized, no, I've never seen that movie. I don't know. What a great film. In Bruges, Bruges as in Brussels, or Belgium, I mean. Uh, B-R-U-G-E. Check it out. Check it out. Um, I think that's about it. I don't think I have anything else to say. Gosh, here we are near the end of uh, a podcast. Should I turn the music up? No, not going to cheat with that. Um, just wonderful picking my dear wife up at the airport after her uh, her time in Vancouver and to have her back. I guess I'm just feeling kind of secure. I used to think, I know I whined about, you know, feeling old. And it's almost as if that walk with Cousin Dave through uh, the bar tour we did. Five kilometers, pretty close to it. Uh, of me walking, sort of realized, no, no, hey, I'm not over and done with yet. And 74 isn't all that old. I've been sort of using that, playing that card, you know. And uh, now I'm realizing, no, 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 no. I uh, I think I'll hang in there till 80 anyway. So uh, I'll end on that note. Bit of a positive note. Uh, Nelko just said you should go out and walk, get a little exercise. And uh, maybe that's what I'll do just to uh, to make the day worthwhile. So Scarborough Dude, no final words of wisdom. Just, uh, boy, 
nurture friendship. If you want friends, you've got to do like I do, and you nurture your friendships. You keep at them. You you keep in touch. You make an effort. Or you're going to find you don't have many, and you get older in your life, and you don't have many friends. Life can start sucking. You really do need the wealth and the richness and the joy and the stimulation that comes from having good friends, people you can talk to, people who want to be with you and you with them. So uh, work on that. If you're not doing too well in that department, well, you better fucking do something about it. And that doesn't mean you can't be a loner or an introvert or prefer time on your own, but, yeah, there's value in friendship. That's always the same message. Scarborough Dude signing out. Bye for now. Hope you enjoyed the Beatles tune. That was another uh, hats off to my friend, uh, my friend Bob. Hanging in there for now. Bye bye. Thank you.